Hello and welcome to the Surface Tension Podcast. My name is Alex. My co-host over here is Craig. We are going to be exploring deep questions and looking for deep answers to spiritual questions and questions about life in general. We're happy to have you here. And here we go. Hi, welcome to our podcast. We have a special guest today in our studio. Super fun. It's a guy that's been part of a men's group that we've been a part of for quite a while. And he's, he's a young guy. He works at a church in the outreach group. And I, I love that. Young people in church, working in church. That not that beautiful? That's a beautiful thing. It sure is. We yes. need more young people leaning in and leading the way for uh, their peers because, I don't know, it's a wacky world to live in if you're young for all of us, but it's a challenging time. I think it's hard enough to be uh, a young person if we didn't live in the culture in which we do, but this current culture leads a lot of people astray and down paths that are not God paths. But uh, we are here with young Abraham Diaz, total pro, great guy, and we've been enjoying getting to know you on Friday mornings, and we are so thrilled and blessed to have you here today. So thank you for being here. Okay, let's go. We're in podcast mode. Podcast right. mode. There let's we go. go. Let's yeah, tee no, it up. I'm happy to be here. So I'm why don't you share with the audience just kind of your God story? Okay, my God story. Um, All right, dang, where do I start? My God story, well, I've been going to church since I was 10, 10 11. Um, it was kind of this thing where I was like, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to hang out with some friends. I'm going to go and be a menace, total menace to this youth group. Nice. Which is fun sport. That's, uh, that's, yeah. that's kind of fun just to, you know, be that force for disruption. Um, somewhere along the lines, I, um, I met just leaders that cared for me, that loved on me and I got the privilege. I got the, I was blessed to go to, to church camp, um, I experienced that, like that church camp high. I feel like, I don't know if everyone's, you guys went to church camp or something, but you go to church camp and, um, you go and you have an amazing time. It's awesome. You experience the Holy spirit. You they ask you if you want to do a, a prayer to accept Jesus. You say, I'm down. You, heck yeah. Everyone around me is like Christian, like, let's do it. And then as soon as you leave church camp, you're like, you just, you're just not, you know, that was my story. Like I, I was in high school. I went to this church camp thing. I had friends all around me at that time that were Christians. And then I get back to back, back to school and I'm like, I'm just not living, living it out. Um, but I did feel like I still had the whole, like I had the Holy spirit within me. I had this, this voice in my head that was, um, how do I say it? it was just, it was just, I feel like it was pushing me towards a relationship to have a relationship with God to, to live for more. But, but I was also, I also wanted to please the, the people around me, please, please the world, please. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it would make me happy and successful and, and all these things. So I, I went that route, um, in high school and, uh, and then after high school, I kind of just went on a route of, um, dude, just being a people pleaser, just like, all right, like what's going to excite you guys? What's going to be, what's going to, what's going to give me your approval and what's going to make me feel like I, like I'm someone it's like, it was, and it was like, Oh, it's drinking and, and, and girls and, 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 um, living this way. Okay. Like 
if that's what's on the list, let's do it. And I, I, I like pursued it at a hundred percent, but, uh, I would say, um, when I turned 22, I was, um, like I said, that voice, that spirit within me just never, never left. And, uh, I kept making it uncomfortable, um, super uncomfortable. And, um, I didn't know what to do with it. Um, I was actually at a party. I'm at a party and I am, I'm just going to be honest. Like I'm going to, I'm, I was, uh, yeah, fire away. I was, I was just like, I was smoking and I was drinking and I was having a good time and, uh, I was hanging out and it was something that I was doing. Like it was like Wednesday and I just did this on Monday. Like, and I, it was a good time and we had people over and, um, a friend of mine says, Hey, I'm going to go do this thing called uh YWAM. I'm going to go, I'm going to leave for six months. I'm going to, and for the first three months, um, she's like, I really don't know what it is, but they're going to, it's just a, for three months where you're in the word, you're in the Bible. And next three months you're on a mission trip. Would you do that? Would you like to do that? Would you, would you take that on? And I was like, no, like absolutely not. Um, yeah, no way. Um, but then she asked me, she was like, well, wh what are you going to do? And what's going to, what are you going to do in six months? How are you going to change in six months? Because in six months, if you look around, this is all still going to be here. And the people are going to be still doing the same thing. Are you going to be one of those people? And I, I literally did look around. I look around and I, I, I did see some people that I just, I saw, I even, I saw people older than me, like a lot older than me that I was they were, they were doing what I was doing. And I just saw, I saw some people that I knew that, that weren't going to be in my life in six months. Actually. I'm like, Oh, they're actually, they're actually off the call. They're off, off the college. They got accepted into some school or whatever. Um, I was actually just looking at them looking forward to like, Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely visit them and party at that school or something. But I was, I really was like, dang, what am I going to do? Like, I really have nothing going for me. And I'm like, how, how long is six months? Six months will go so fast. Um, so that's when I was like, okay, I, I basically, I challenged God. I was like, God, if you like, I'll do this. If you come through with the money, cause I have no money. And, uh, it was a couple, it was a couple grand. And I was like, I'll start telling people about it. People that I, that I see every now and then out on Sunday, but other than that, other than that, God, I need you, I need you to come through with it. And if you come through with it, I know this is you. Um, and yeah, he, he, uh, he came through, he came through quite super, like, like nothing. Um, so I was like, all right, let's go. And then I, I went, I went off to, to YWAM and I spent three months, um, at the YWAM base in Kona feeling super weird about what I was doing, feeling, being around a lot of kids that are pastor kids and, and all this. And, and, um, but also being stretched and, and, um, I don't know, challenged every day being in a place where like I was in a place where, so I was just talking about how people's approval meant a lot to me. And now I'm in a place where like, I don't really have that anymore. And it led me to chase, um, I don't know. I don't know what the next chase was, but it, it turned into, it turned into chasing God's approval and it turned into that being the most important thing to me. 
And I started learning that while I was there, I learned, I learned who God was. I learned to look at him as my father. I learned to look at, to le- I learned to look at Jesus as his son and that he is God and that he, he died on the cross for my sins and for me to have a relationship with God. He is the door through that. I learned that the Holy Spirit is here right now um, as, as a person, as a being within me to do things greater than, than, sorry, I'm going off. I'm not, I'm, um, should do greater things than Jesus. He even said that. And, um, I don't know. It was, and then you found yourself in Peru. Yeah. And then I found, yeah, now, now we segue into Peru. And then, uh, so right. That's, that's, that's what I learned in those three months. Those, that's basically what I learned in those three months. And, um, after those three months, it's like, okay, now you're going to spend three months uh, out on the mission field. And, um, here's where you're going to go. You're going to go to Peru. You're going to go to the Amazon jungle. And I was like, okay, let's go. Um, and it was awesome. It was, it was hard. Um, I got, we got to the Amazon jungle. We were on a little boat. We get to villages. We get to the first village. I'm hanging out. I'm having fun. I'm playing soccer. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, like when do we leave and get to this Hilton hotel? Um, and that never happened. No, we spent, we were, we were at, at, uh, we, we slept in a tent for three months and, um, it was a time where I've, I, I needed God so much to be happy. I needed God so much to, I can wake up in a tent and be like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing here? What's going on? And I did. I did for a lot, for like a long time, but then every day saying, you know what, I'm going to choose to pray and give give thanks for my life and give and ask God to to renew my mind. I, I started waking up and, and I mean, it's like the first month I was like, I'm not going to lie. I was like, yeah, what am I doing here? The the second month I'm literally waking up. I have, I have, I, I walk outside of the tent and I'm like, oh, there's a, Let's say Ricardo. Let's Ricardo. Like I have like friends in the village. I'm playing soccer. I'm I'm not even thinking about it. I find myself all the things that I thought I needed, like things that we take for granted, right? Like waking up on the, on your soft bed, the routine that I had at home, which was waking up, going to the gym, then going to the beach, then um, all these things that I didn't do anymore. It's like I didn't need. All I needed was all I needed was God. Like God brought me through that hard time, and and. He just, he really changed my mind and, um, and like living in the jungle by the third month, of course I was ready to go home, but at the same time I was, I was used to it. I was used to showering in the river. I was used to, I was used to sleeping in the tent. I was used to getting woken up at 5 AM by a goat running around my tent. I was, uh, used to playing soccer i was used to all these things that i don't know i was used to eating fish from the river that i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna eat this but now i'm like this is good um i got used to it and i was happy doing it and i, I didn't need i didn't need anything else the funny thing is like my phone's been dead for three months and i remember how hard it was to like to not have my phone for 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 a week i don't know why it was so hard but i was like this is weird i don't have my phone i'm gonna be off my phone i'm like by, by the third month i didn't have my phone i was I had nothing to do in the jungle. Like you don't like this morning I woke up and I put the TV on and I started watching this YouTube video while I was eating breakfast. 
a rooster or a goat would wake me up in the jungle either at 4.45, like 4 a.m., something like that, or 5 a.m., and, and I woke up with nothing to do, and I had that time to go pray. Everyone's asleep. What am I going to do? Go on a walk and pray. Get on my knees and pray. I have a Bible. I don't need to charge this thing. Open up the Bible. Read it. Pray. I had less food. Okay, what can I do with having less food? I'll fast. Something that I would never do back home. Something that I... I don't know. That that stuff just... Those the disciplines that I did because I just had... I didn't have a phone or a TV or pressures of the world that I, that are in Southern California was, was what, I don't know. It just brought me this closeness to God, this, this feeling of, I don't need anything but God at all. I don't need anything. Is it safe to say that if you didn't take that trip, you would not know God in the way that you do right now? Definitely. I mean, what do you know about God as a result of taking that trip? If you could summarize that trip in a sentence or two, what was the fundamental takeaway? And that would be a tough thing for anybody to condense a three-month life-transforming trip into a nugget or a phrase. But what did God teach you and what did you learn about God in that trip that you would have never otherwise realized mm. my you your willingness how do I how do I word this you just have to say yes you just have to say yes, and, and God will do the rest. Um, that's something God is continuing, he's showing me now. Um, I, don't, I don't know, you just saying yes to the trip, saying yes to going to Peru. God did the rest. God brought me through that, that time. God, God equipped me and strengthened me to, to not just be happy and excited to be there, but to be able to love on other people there. And I just, I just had to say yes. He just needed me to say, to be willing. He needed me to, my, to do my part and say yes. My part was just to say yes. He had, he had it all planned out. And I think... That's what I'm continuing to learn right now um, in life that like there are all these things, there are things that I want to do that I feel like God put on my heart and I'm, I'm sometimes too scared to chase after them. I'm too scared to, because maybe I'll fail or I'm not good enough or whatever it is, but um. God just needs me to say yes and to be willing and, and he'll do the rest. He'll fill in the gaps where, where I'm not there, like where I'm not there, where I'm failing. When I'm, when I'm weak, I'm strong. I don't, I don't know how the, that verse goes, but that's what I think about. 
when uh, Francis, we've talked before on past podcasts about Francis Schaefer says, faith is what we say yes to. It's just when we say yes to God and who he is, we say yes to what he has done for us. I love your story of what you learned in the three months about God and who he is and what he's done for us and how Jesus paved that way for us. That's awesome. And I can tell God is growing faith muscles in you because it's one of the reasons why we wanted to bring you on the podcast. You just got to go preach down in Mexico and you were so animated and jacked up. You're like, it was unbelievable. Tell us about that experience. (sighs) Okay. Yeah. So I, I work at Harbor Point Church. I am an outreach coordinator there. And I got the opportunity to to coordinate this this uh, this mission trip to go down. To, we 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 do this thing where it's called a one day Mexico faith adventure, and we go to Mexico for a day. We get there in the morning, and we get to building a house. We're there, and we're we're having we're building relationship with people there in Mexico. We're eating with them. We build the home. We pray over the home. We go home. We go home and and. And I mean, it's, it's great. Our perspectives are changed. Um, we have relationships with people that, I mean, you take someone who, who, who's never done a trip like that. And I mean, I'm going to say like, they, they usually, <laughs> they usually hang out with, with, with white people. You take a white person that usually hangs out with white people, take them down to Mexico. Never done a trip like that. And they're, by the end of the day, they're connecting with someone that doesn't even speak the same language as them. I wanted, I wanted to do that, but I wanted to do a, a weekend trip. I'm like, what it would look, what would it look like for us to do it for three days for just, just to have, I felt like God was just telling me there's more, there's more, there's more. It was, it was awesome because there, there was more, there was all that, but more for those three days, people got more, got more work done. We worked on a house for a family. Um, we ate more food. And we, the connections that we made with the people around us, the people there in Mexico, the church in the church in California and the church in Mexico, the connection that was made was a lot deeper than it is on a one day trip. The connection between the church in California and the church in Mexico was just, was just deeper. And it was just this, um, just this beautiful picture of the church being the church being one. Um, and it was, it was, it was amazing. And then we were there Friday, Saturday, and then we left Sunday. Um, the pastor that we're partnered with down there actually asked someone to, someone to preach. And, and he said, I think Abraham, I think Abraham, you should preach about it. You should preach and, uh, you should have a message. And, uh, I was very nervous. I was very scared. I was looking for a way out of it. Um, but, but exactly like there's like, that's where the, the jungle thing comes in or like the, the YWAM where like, I just need to say yes. And I, I remember thinking that in my head and, and being like, but maybe I'll say yes later. <laughs> but, um, but, but, I had people around me that were supporting me that were helping me and that God put there to help me come up with the message. Um, my message was about 
replacing your fear with faith. And I said yes. And I feel like God delivered and gave me confidence to be confidence to be up on that stage. When I got up on that stage, I was, I was nervous. I feel like my voice was going to be shaky, but shaky, but a minute in, I felt comfortable where I was. And I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, I'm so happy that I said, I said yes, because for one, my, my younger brother came on this trip and it was his first trip. He said, you know what? You do this a lot. Like I want to come. And I'm like, come. He came on this trip and he actually went up there and translated for me. So it was, it was just awesome to be up on stage, sharing the stage with him. And I think to myself, like if I didn't say yes, that moment wouldn't have happened. And when I was done, I just felt, I felt like that's, I felt good after. I felt like that's where I was supposed to be. After I was done preaching, the pastor of the church came up to me and, and he prayed over me and said, he doesn't think this is the first time I'm going to be up there and prayed for me to be up there more. So there's going to be a lot of, when he prayed up there, when he prayed for me to be up there more, I was like, I was like, bro, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but there was a part of me that was like, yeah, like let's do this. And then there's a part of me that's like, bro, I'm scared and I don't want it. Like the stage is scary, Mm. you know, but there's that other part of me where it's like, life is scary. And it's like, you can't, you can't live in fear. It's so interesting because I feel like you are, I don't know, a walking advertisement for the phrase ready enough. A lot of people wait for ready and they miss so much, but I am so captivated by you being ready enough to say yes and then having the faith to let God meet you when you're not ready all the way. And what an encouraging thing that is for me, for Craig, for everybody listening to this is we're never ready. We're never ready when we get the call. How can we lean into ready enough? I think your story, it just pushes me in that direction, certainly, which I yeah. I love. What, And I like the fact that saying yes means that God is alive, God is working, he's already speaking, he's already leading, and all we have to do is respond, because I think so many people think they have to somehow generate a path and a vision and a purpose, and you're saying no, it's a response to his path, his purpose, his vision for you, and that is so cool. So if our audience is listening to this and the question crosses their mind, what do I need to say yes to today? What do you think maybe some of the top three things are that are going to pop into people's head? Gosh, if God is alive, working, nudging, and I just need to say yes. What do you? What are some of the things that come to your mind that you think might come into their mind? What do I need to say yes to today? Say yes to the commitment. How do I word this? Say yes to to following following. Say yes to following Jesus, and I, I feel like that's such an answer. That's um. I know it sounds like the the safe answer or like the I don't know like the go to, but 
but I, th- I think there's a lot of people that know that they're this, um, that feel something, especially in this time where, where, I mean, just look, there's a lot of crazy stuff happening and a lot of people, I think, want to go to things that are easy and instantly gratifying to make them feel better or forget of a situation or forget the state of the state of where the world is going, the state of where the world's at. And I think a lot of people in the back of their minds know that the answer to their emptiness, their answer to the answer to whatever, whatever hole they have going on in their life, the answer to whatever hole they have going on to their heart. I feel like they know it's Jesus, but they don't commit and they don't say yes to following him because it's hard because of, 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 of what that means, because of the way people will look at you, because of you instantly tell someone you, you, you go to church or you go to a Bible study or you, or whatever. And they, they, you can see it. Like you can see, you can see like the little fibers in their, in their face change a little bit, just a little bit. You can see the way they look at you change just, just a tiny bit. And that is enough that, that was enough for me for a long time to scare me into fully committing to this. The, 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 the fear of missing out of what the, of the way the world fools you into all these things that it has and, and all these things that it'll, it'll provide and it'll give you the fear of not having that or, or I mean, but I, f- I just feel like right now in the back of a lot of people's heads, it's, it's Jesus. They know, they know what's real. They know what's true. They know what could set them free but they're hesitant to say yes. Yeah. That's good. Thank you. I, I have one last question. And because this is so important, many people sense a need in their life and they go to God, they go to church. And once that need is gone, they drift away. You were somehow able to come to God in a staying way to meet him in a satisfying way. Um, soul refreshing way that has allowed you to stay. I said, I'm not just going to come in every time I need you. I'm not just going to check in when I have this, uh, the wheels are falling off. I'm going to stay here. What What's the key to that? If someone maybe has had an entire life, even a young life of only leaning into God when they have a need, what would you say? What What has helped your journey to say, I'm not going to lean into him just when I have a need. I'm going to lean into him all the time. That's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, that Craig, you ask a serious question. Yes. Abe, I'll give you some support and let you think about. Well, Alex, how about you go ahead and try to no, tee I'll that let up? You, as a... I'll let you think about your answer because I mean, some of these questions are there are a lot to digest. They are right in the moment, but I think a major shift for me that's happened in my spiritual life is celebrating with God, not just 
saying, God, I need you, I'm in distress, but recognizing recognizing where he is in the moments of joy and connection. And when we see that God is not there just to rescue us, he is. He's there to redeem us. He's there to rescue us. He's there to comfort us. But he's also there to be with us, to celebrate with us, to help us on our mission, whatever he has laid forth for us. And so I remember a specific God moment where something, I don't even remember what went spectacularly well in my life in that moment. I remember where I was, though. Got a great phone call. It just really did it for me. This was a couple years ago. And my very first impulse was, thank you so much, God. That was the first time that I had a zero lag time. Thank you, God. Because usually it happened for mm-hmm. me yeah. a couple moments afterwards. Yeah. But it was so visceral. It was right there. Mm-hmm. It's the gratitude for the goodness as yeah. well as the times that are tricky. Yeah. So that's that's where I go. So, I love it. I love it. I think, um, I know for me, I've done that. I know earlier I, I, I would go to God when I had a problem. I would go to God when I, I, I didn't feel good. I was dealing with something and then I felt better and I would, I would, uh, I would turn away, but it's like, I don't, I don't know what the key is would be for I don't know if this is a like I don't know I don't know if I have the answer of the if I have the universal key answer to this but um I know for me it it's kind of like a like the prodigal son like I am with God and then I want to go do my own thing thank you God but I'm going to go do my own thing me every time going to go do my own thing and having those things fail me I would run right back to God who is someone who never failed me and I think the realization over time that God never fails me but all these things continue to fail me and for a, for a while, for a good amount of time, they make me feel good. They, they, they're good. They're distracting. They're all these things, but they, they ultimately at the end, they fail me. I run back towards God who, who doesn't, who doesn't fail me, who, who's actually opened my eyes to what, what, what things are and and who he is and, and that he'll never, he'll never fail me. So I think, I think it's, I think it almost is like compare. Like I think the key, I don't know. The key for me was comparing. I compared, I was like, what's better. I was like, well, those things fail. They keep, they keep They, sometimes they, they last for a long time, but they fail me. But God hasn't failed me. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for can, sharing that. Can I add something to that? Yes. Thank you. What I'm hearing is I care less about what God does and more who he is. Mm-hmm. That's 
kind of what underpins that. And I think that is, mm-hmm. yeah, that's big time. Cause when he gets us out of a hole, say, thank you for what you've done. But the more mature understanding is thank you for who you are. And that's why I want to be near you. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm hearing there. Would, Abe, would you say that's accurate? Yeah, that was fire. That's cool. Well, and I want to celebrate in you that you have a sensitivity in your heart and your spirit to notice. Even as you were describing the party, you were like noticing as like, uh, you know, stop motion, slow motion. Wait a minute. These people are still going to be here. (laughs) These people are going nowhere. These people are going off to school. Where do I want to be in six months? Am I going to um, just exist for the next six months or do I want to live for the next six months? And and saying yes to God means living. And I, I I love the fact that you are aware of when your heart is being drawn off to the other things. And then realizing, gosh, it's so much better just to be with the Father. And uh, that is so good. And, you know, it's kind of fun because I'll put a little bookend on this. Um, this podcast is sponsored by the wonderful people of Go Ministry International. And it's really fun for me because about a year ago we were discussing whether we are going to support this young guy named Abraham to go on a missions trip. And they were like, yeah, he's great. And we want to encourage him and the go ministry international help send you off on this. And I love that because this is God working in so many ways. I think that big yes has helped you sustain a longer yes. The big yes of, uh, boy, this is uncomfortable, and I thank God you're in it, and I'm just going to say yes and find out what I find, I think has helped you grow deeper faith roots into the Father that are going to help sustain you and your ministry for the rest of your life. So that's super Super cool. We're so happy that you're able to join us in the studio today. Thank you for coming and joining us. If you are encouraged by our podcast, please share it with someone because we love to hear uh, the stories of the way God is working in and through people. And today, try to say yes to the nudges of God. Try to ask him what he wants you to say yes to. And I pray and hope that you have a great day.